I think yoga is the practice of paying attention. On this podcast, Yoga Strong, we talk about what paying attention on the mat, what being aware and being present, whether you're in the studio or out of the studio or in the kitchen or with your family or with your friends in connection, in your heart, in your head. What does paying attention look like for your life? That's what this podcast is all about. That's what Yoga Strong is about. It's not just strong in your muscles and strong in your movement on the mat. It's strong everywhere. This is Yoga Strong with your host, Bonnie Weeks. Welcome to today's podcast. Today is going to be a short business conversation. I'm calling this pay for service because I have just sat down in this week and made a list of all the ways that I pay to run my business and to be an, an owner of this business that is growing, that I'm figuring out what the hell I'm doing. And as I sat down and have run numbers, I'm a little bit floored actually at how much money I am paying to do business. And and as part of that, I am also running the numbers of how many people I have paid in this past year to support me in this business running. And these individuals would might could be privately supporting me or be a part of larger larger ways that um, they might have larger roles within certain aspects of of different parts of my business. And that number is nineteen. I, in the past year, have paid 19 different individuals that I could name that are not like the back end of Zoom or Squarespace or ConvertKit or Stripe, actually not to be Stripe, uh, you know, whatever, <laughs> all the things. Um, and I think that for me, realizing those 19 individuals and having a number on that and the the number like the amount of money that I'm spending in in order to run a business and is all of this is kind of has kind of given me some pause this week to realize the impact of what I'm doing the the people that I am supporting in their lifestyle and where they're choosing and how they're choosing to show up and, and the passion they're bringing to the world and the way that I am able to support them in what they're doing as they support me. And again, it's like give until the giving feels like receiving. And then I would say it's the exact opposite is too like receive, receive until the receiving feels like giving. And those are interesting kind of statements and this idea that we're not in a vacuum by ourselves, but we are supported as a community. And when we pay for the service that each of us has to offer in the world, we are able to all rise together. And I think too, it's an interesting kind of conversation if we we're going to talk about money or if, you know, I think especially yoga teachers or people in the wellness field, there is, I think there's a devaluing, I think if I'm speaking directly to yoga, a devaluing of, of what a yoga teacher has to offer. And, and 
I just want to make sure that we have as part of this conversation that charging less money does not make something more accessible. And assuming that people do not have money to pay for a thing does not mean that we should charge no dollars or zero dollars. And at the same time, I, I do want to acknowledge that yoga also is thought of as a rich white person thing. That is like a common thing, at least here in, in the United States. And all of this is being challenged. All of these things are being challenged. But I need to say all of them out loud where it's 100% not something just for white people or just for people who have money. Anybody can do yoga in their living room from with a free YouTube class right now. <laughs> There's lots of yoga available in the world. And I think it's interesting as a yoga community and as a yoga industry that there is a devaluing of teachers. And I'm not sure what the future of yoga looks like. And I think the structure of yoga studios, how can we change the way that yoga is run that teachers can make more money? And you know, when I think about the stories of, of what are the things that I would like to change the stigma on? What things would I like to normalize? And I think one of those is a conversation around money, especially within the yoga, the yoga realm. And that as an industry, realizing the, the profession of a teacher and if we look at, you know, the education system in general, right, like the, the role of a teacher and the way that it is undervalued in a lot of ways, but the amount of work that goes beh on behind the scenes, outside of work hours for teachers, like the teachers for my own, my own kid, my own kids, for my work as a yoga teacher and the things I do outside of that hour I teach a class or hour and a half or, you know, I, I earn money by teaching yoga, but also by, by working with other yoga teachers. And the, the pay for that comes from the time I actually work with them and all the time I spend in prepping for those things and following up with those things. And that time and expertise and practice all means something. And I just want to you know, continually have this conversation, which is nuanced. And it is, there is, there's things to think about on lots of different sides, but this idea that, that if we charge less money, more people will practice yoga. And that isn't true. And so it's also though important to realize that there is a wage gap and that if there is a stigma of yoga being for wealthy people, that that does need to be challenged. But also not undervaluing the skill, the training, and the experience that you might have as a yoga teacher. And I think that, you know, people offering services for a scaled, like having scaled prices, um, can work and having a set rate can work and again it depends on an audience and I think if we if we think of money as a point of accessibility right accessibility can be so many things accessibility can be the words that we use it can be um, how many people like the, it can be a skin color right if, if somebody can see somebody I you know having lots of conversation with 
with individuals with black skin where if they go into a yoga room where they're the only person there, that's a different point of accessibility. Um, people who might be fat, people who might speak a different language, a uh, different age, a different ability, different location, how close in proximity they are to other people who practice the support they have from their family members, that could be a point of accessibility and understanding of the words and the language. So I think that money is not, there's such a, a large focus sometimes I think on, on making something affordable, but affordable is so subjective. It's so subjective to every single one of us think differently about that. And so this is a conversation for both, you know, students of yoga, which we all are, and for then people who might instruct a yoga class and be a guide and a teacher and, and you know, reconciling this, this practice and, and being a guide of it and investing in that um, to be able to guide others in that and being able to accept money in that exchange and being confident there and normalizing that there is a form of exchange there. And to remember that that is not just the only point of accessibility. And to remember that when we show up and are willing to pay for service as individuals, we are supporting so many people. And I think of these 19 people that I have supported in this past year that I have paid to do something for me in some way. And it's probably more than 19. Actually, I think I just remembered another person right now. Okay, so there's 20. <laughs> and probably more. <laughs> that, um, And those are just people I have paid. There's so many people that are unpaid that have supported me in some way as well. But in this, in this particular message, to pay for service, pay. Like, there's such, it gives me such pleasure pleasure, like truly such pleasure to pay somebody else for their service as a way of acknowledging their space in the world and the way that they are, are leaning into their passion and into their ability, which I, which is not mine and which I need them for. And then also some of these people are yoga teachers who I've hired to do things for me and the privilege it feels like to support my peers there's something that runs really deep in there for me. And I think sometimes we all love a discount. <laughs> we all love the ability to find a deal. And I was, um, was reading a, a, a post from, from a woman who is a woman's specialist, a libido specialist who will be on the podcast very soon. And Somebody was asking about her ebook, which is a really powerful ebook, and asking when there would be a discount. And, and she had this whole conversation about valuing each other's work and how that ebook is 25 pounds and just paying the price. And, you know, we all spend money in different ways. I think often, you know, my, I have family members who, who enjoy buying vehicles. And I think I have one of my family members who probably has owned like 150 vehicles. I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> but it's part of their hobby to find one and to fix it and to enjoy it for a while and then to sell it and then to do it again. And um, 
and that's how they love to spend money. And we all love to spend money in different ways. And, and it's a sticky point for us to have conversations around. And I know I've had my own journey with money and, and continue to have my own journey with money. I think in, in separating from my kid's dad, I really had to face some of the things that I thought about money and the ways that I was felt like I didn't have value because I didn't earn any money. Does anybody feel like that? Especially if you're home and your role in maybe the relationship is caretaking for small children and and you're not the primary person who is bringing in in money for the household. I have not been that person like ever until now, until this past year. And so my relationship with money is, is growing in a way that I really am excited about. And I know that in some of my past, in my relationship, that I had these moments that were really heavy where I felt like I wasn't doing enough that I, that none of it felt like mine and that, who was I in this? And and this is a little bit, (laughs) this is a little bit deeper conversation. It's a little bit more of a turn than I was expecting to come out this moment, but it works to say it here. And, and that the roles we sometimes set up in our lives are, are sometimes not talked about and fallen into. And the willingness to look at what, why, how with a partner, if you're there in that, in that particular place, are important. And I have come to realize, I guess, in all of this, that where I was in my role, and even though I wasn't the primary money person for that relationship for so, so, so many years, that, that my value might not have been bringing in money, but I had a different, my value was, was different then. But because of those times and because of that, I think my relationship with money, it really has, uh, like we wasn't, I, I didn't have a lot of experience making money or, or, or hiring people for things and to go from, so I guess maybe that's a piece of it that's important to know is like, I didn't even, I, I graduated with, I have an undergraduate degree in, in English uh, no teaching as part of it, just English. And, and um, then I was at home with my kids. And my experience in earning money is very small. I was a resident assistant. Um, then, you know, I, I started doing some training things and teaching yoga class here or there. And, you know, get, got a little bit of, of my own income in, in that way. And then it, it really has been this last year and I think of like a year ago, February, when I really truly started 100% just using my own money for all the things. And that was one year ago and ooh, it's making me feel emotional because I'm, I'm doing it. And to go from a place where I wasn't making any money to now I'm making enough money to pay and support 20 plus other people in their own passions and to pay 
for their service in the world and the way that they're showing up and their willingness to be bold in that and say, I have value. I am worth being paid. So it, it just is going to be a perpetual circle of each other supporting each other and, and how much we need each other and how I think of where I am and, and the gift of where I am a year later. Mm, and I could not have done it without those people. And uh, <laughs> it, it feels like a big gift. And so while I look at the numbers of things and find out how much money I'm spending in different places, and I've hired an accountant, which is fantastic. I highly recommend it. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm doing. But this has been a big jump. And I, I think that uh, the message here then boiling it down is you pay for the service, right? And as yoga teachers to remember that less charging less money doesn't mean that it's something is more accessible and to remember that it's, you're worthy being paid and, and there's going to be a relationship there with money where you might have to face some shit and some some uh, stereotypes you might have, some assumptions you might have, some feelings and worth and value you might have or not. You know, like there's going to be a whole sort of range of, of different ways that we have grown up, our culture, our family, our partners. I just want to let you know that you are worthy of being compensated. And it is a privilege for others to be able to pay you. I feel that because it feels like a privilege to pay other people. And the support that I guess I have felt in this past year where people paying me to show up and to do things that I love to do has impacted me in a way that I could not have foreseen or have felt in my body until now. And I have this circle that I've painted and it's hanging on my magnet board behind my computer. And it says, your joy is contagious. Your joy is contagious. And that is why people are paying attention to you. Wherever you are in the world, your joy is contagious. The way you walk in the world, the things that you are passionate about that are living inside of you and streaming from out of you, they're valuable and worthy. And you are worth paying for or paying the service, paying for the service of your attention and of your giving. And it's an honor to receive the things that you are bringing to the world because you have something that is worth being brought into the world. Thank you. Thank you for hearing this short money story. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you and, and have you share where you're at with your money stories. What types of conversations would you like to normalize? What would you like to learn? 
feel free to reach out to me on email or on Instagram. There's that information within the description for this podcast in the show notes. And uh, you are worth paying. <laughs> Thank you, everyone here who is listening and who has supported me this past year as I have stepped into such a different place. Such a different place. I I can't imagine myself doing anything else. And 